This is your Access All Areas Pass to In Her Head, a real and raw look under the hood at what really goes on in the mind and how to navigate and approach everyday situations, challenges and decisions so you can say what you mean and mean what you say, the modern lead her way. Hello, how are you doing? Super short episode for you today because I have actually been traveling this weekend and I forgot my laptop charger. So I have a tiny little bit of battery left. I'm hoping it's going to let me publish this episode for you so that I can honor my episode a day throughout this month and the In Her Head series. Continuing on from last week when we were talking about really tuning in and thinking about your thinking. And I wonder how you got on with that. And if you are sitting here going, oh, damn it, I actually didn't do that. I don't want you to beat yourself up. (laughs) I want you to just realize how easy it is for us to switch off in this day and age in particular with so many things competing for our attention, so many people competing for our attention, so many devices competing for our attention. It is really difficult (laughs) to actually tune in and to hear what's going on. But what I want to introduce today is this idea, and this is something I talk about my clients with, when they're struggling to start to tune in and create that awareness around their unconscious thoughts, is that the more you notice, the more you notice. And I talk about this to my Reiki clients, to my coaching clients, uh, whoever it is that I'm talking to, it really is as simple as that. The more you notice the thoughts, the more you're going to notice the thoughts. The more you notice the sensations and the tingling going on in your body when you're receiving the Reiki energy, the more you're going to notice the tingling and sensations in your body. And that's super exciting because we can build on that. Like it's like flexing a muscle. Metacognition is like flexing that muscle. And the experience that happened for me that I wanted to share today was actually on my travels up here. So I've been to Manchester and I've just come back down to the Midlands now. And it was actually navigating an accident on the M6, which I think is quite a frequent occurrence, unfortunately. But my sat-nav, or my Google Maps, was actually sending me off the M6. It wasn't giving me an option to stay on it. But as I was sat in the queue, patiently waiting to come off at the exit, I realised there were no cones, there were no police stopping you continuing on the M6. But some people were continuing. So I guess in my mind, I was thinking, well, they've either decided to ignore their sat-nav or their Google Maps and continue anyway, hoping that by the time they get to the crash site that they'll still be able to get around it or that maybe they don't have a sat-nav and they're blissfully unaware that there's an accident and they're coming up to. Maybe they're just like on that, you know, same journey that they do every day and don't need sat-nav, so wouldn't necessarily hear about the traffic news. So some people were continuing on. And I'm sure there's some people that were risking it anyway, right? But here I was just blindly following or in faith I was following my Google Maps. Interestingly, at the first roundabout, most of the traffic was going right around the roundabouts. They were they were then entering another queue to the road that was going off to the right. But my sat-nav, my Google Maps was actually taking me straight over the roundabout. So I thought, hmm, my Google Maps knows something your Google Maps doesn't know about the quickest route to get me back on the M6. So I followed it excitedly, put my foot down because there was no traffic going that way. And I took the next right. But I suddenly thought, oh gosh, 
I see what we're where we're going here. We're taking a shortcut in inverted commas down a lane, right? And there was a car in front of me who was also turning right, and there was a car behind me. So I thought, well, clearly our Google Maps are conspiring here. <laughs> Hopefully in our favour. Anyway, it's quite a long lane. It's only big enough for one car to squeeze through. There aren't many passing points. And I'm just praying because I'm in a Volkswagen van, right? I'm not in a small car. I'm just praying that we don't meet anyone coming the other way because that could be challenging. And actually, we did eventually come across a car. And it just so happened we were in like at the end of someone's driveway. So we were able to pull in and let this car pass. But the woman in there said, oh, I wouldn't go that way. You can't get anywhere. It's basically rammed. And so I was at this point where there were more cars now coming behind us and there weren't many cars coming the way the other way. And I knew that if I was to turn around, there wasn't many passing points for me to get back on that main road only to have to join everyone else, right? So in that moment, I'm having to use my own cognitive prefrontal cortex to make a decision I'm having to engage my brain now because I am out of my own territory. I do not know where I am and I'm down a a lane. It's wet. You know, there's mud across the roads. It's not somewhere I want to be going on a magical mystery tour necessarily, but I'm not in a rush. So I literally have to make a decision. Do I listen to the woman that's saying don't go that way because it's rammed or do I continue to follow the sat-nav or you know, what do I do? Do I sit it out (laughs) on this person's driveway? And what I did was I waited for another couple of cars to continue going the way that I'd been going before I decided to sod it and join it anyway. And I looked ahead on my Google Maps and of course it was all becoming red and there was a right-hand turn coming up again. And I decided to take that one because it was still looking like it was free-flowing. And of course we hit some traffic And it was at this point I was looking or someone actually local came and pulled into their driveway and said to the guy in front of me, there is seven miles of tailbacks getting back onto the M6. You ain't going nowhere fast. And he said, if I were you, I would go straight over and head to, I think it's Stafford or something like that. So as we sat in the traffic, I just had this little zoom out on my Google Maps. And I see that if we go straight over at this roundabout, when everyone's going across it, which would require us to go left and join the M6 there, I can see that actually we can probably work out a way to avoid most of that traffic and join the M6 at the next, like, entrance. And that's what I did. As soon as I could get to this little roundabout, I went straight over it and I felt this freedom. And soon enough, the sat-nav picked up where I was going and what I was trying to do and guided me back onto the M6 the other way. And it just struck me that not only are we not aware of like 95% of our thoughts, as I mentioned on Friday, but we're not actually engaging this front part of our brain that needs to make decisions because we're just blindly following either the crowds or our sat-nav, the directions on our phone. We're kind of, or or we're just going down that well-trodden path, you know, the thing that we've done all along and we've gone unconscious. We've actually no idea how we've got here. And that's no criticism of anyone. That, I think, is just 
our modern day life. And I just encourage you to notice that as well, like to really go, oh, where am I effectively sleepwalking through life? And where can I just bring some conscious awareness to A, what I'm doing right now, and also like what is going on in that mind of mine and how can I engage that front part of my brain in more of my life? And like I said, the more you notice, the more you notice one way or another. So that's all I've got for you today. I will be back tomorrow. See you then and take care.